Maud's pen, thoughtfully between her slender fingers. I think the last time I had a semi-vacation was more than a year ago when Blake and I traveled to London on business. We got to squeeze in a day and a half as tourists. She laughed without humor. The breakup still stung after all this time. She pushed out a breath of memories of the past along with it. She turned to Lynn. I'm going to want those meetings with Mr. St. James to take place as soon as possible when we hit Rio. Lynn nodded. I'm coordinating with his assistants this week to make that happen. It seems nearly every waking hour of his day is occupied. I didn't think it was possible for anyone to be busier than you. She said with affection. Hmm. Well, hopefully if he's that busy, we can work this deal quickly and then have some fun. We couldn't have picked a better time, either. Once I found out that he had a home in Rio, you know I worked my magic to pull this together during Carnival. They both giggled at that bit of smoke and mirrors. Of course, the fact that it was the only time in St. James's schedule where he was in one place long enough for us to meet definitely worked into the plan. The two women had been friends for years, dating back to their years at Spellman, and then as part of the Delta Sigma Theta sorority. Cindy had reached out to her friend when she stepped into the VP role, offering her very talented Sarar the coveted position of being her right hand. Lynn was not only incredibly smart, but she understood Cindy in a way that many of her other friends never had. They'd built a bond over the years that was now unbreakable. Cindy studied the newspaper image of Gabriel St. James, with a caption below that touted the confirmed bachelor was seen at the Cannes Film Festival with supermodel Naomi Dupont. Since she'd been assigned the project by her father, Sidney had done her homework investigating their potential new client. Everything she'd read about him screamed, Playboy, Eternal Bachelor, Mogul, Rogue. Yet there was something missing in the articles and headlines, something that had not been captured about Gabriel St. James. She wasn't sure what it was, but she knew that once she discovered it, that would be the key to his new image. Len flipped the folder closed. I still don't understand why St. James is going through this process. He's an international figure already. Cindy nodded her head slowly. I thought the very same thing. Apparently, since he wants to take his privately owned company public, he wants to recast his image before launching his first public project, his chain of resorts. This should be one of our easiest assignments. He already has name recognition, albeit not always a great one. Sidney held up a news article in front of her. The headline read, Real estate mogul Gabriel St. James at center of divorce scandal. She turned the newspaper around to show Lynn. It's this kind of stuff that makes him vulnerable. It was a movie director's wife that he was allegedly involved with this time. You'll work your mojo as you always do, and all will be well. She pushed back from her seat and stood. You have a one o'clock with your father in his office. She checked her watch. Ten minutes. Sidney frowned slightly. Yes, 
He's been overly involved putting this whole thing together with St. James and his people. Very uncharacteristic of him. Lynn murmured her agreement. Want me to order lunch or are you going out? I'm pretty sure I'm going to need some air after this meeting. I'll grab something when I go out. She grinned. I think I'll do some vacation shopping, she teased in a very bad Portuguese accent. Have fun at your meeting. See you when you get back. You are so wrong for that, Sidney called out. Lynn gave her a quick finger wave and darted out the door. Paul Lawson ended his call with his nephew, Branford. He was always amazed at how far Branford had come from the pain-in-the-ass kid he'd been to one of the most powerful senators in the house, with Paul being the youngest of the four Lawson brothers.